We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If I ventured in the slipstream this episode of Inside Golf Podcast is brought to you by RickRenGood.com. All the stats, tools, and info that I'll be referencing on this podcast can be found over at RickRenGood.com. Now is an incredible time to sign up with the PGA Championship coming up right around the corner. ton of incredible stuff on Oak Hill. We'll be having lots of conversations with people over there in the next week. Talk about it a little bit on this podcast with Chris Powers doing another podcast tomorrow morning where we get a lot deeper into the golf course. My good friend, Steve Bamford start breaking down some of the odds board as well. So a lot of stuff coming up on Oak Hill for me over the next week before I make another trek cross country. So I will have a ton of exclusive content for the website in the upcoming weeks on this podcast feed to receive all of that, plus my three premium articles every week, all of the stats and tools that the website has, our incredible ownership projections, and so much more, rickrungood.com-andy. That is the code that you want to type in when you sign up on the coupon section. You can try it out for a week. If you just want to try it out for PGA week, $7 for the week. No long-term commitments necessary, but you will get all of the content that I will do, all of the stats and tools to build models, ownership projections that Cav will be updating probably three or four times a day. I expect those salaries for PGA to actually come out probably tomorrow or the day after by the time that you're listening to this podcast. So sign up today using coupon code Andy. That is the important part. We would love to have you as part of the team. All right, coming up on this podcast, my good friend Chris Powers, technical difficulties held us back from our Arnold Palmer podcast a couple weeks ago. So really glad to have him back, staff writer for Golf Digest. We will be discussing our picks for the Byron Nelson, a little Oak Hill talk, as I mentioned. Uh, and of course, some Knicks basketball in the state of New York sports. What else? Uh, so without further ado, let's bring on Chris. All right. California Chris is here. 
staff writer golf digest last time i saw you we were uh sauntering down the fairways of riviera tried to get our boy billy crudup in the line he was uh he was unfortunately busy for this one but it's a pleasure to have you as always of course i mean i'm just gonna throw you a curveball right off the bat put my bill simmons hat on for this one is this the biggest new york sports moment since the 2012 super bowl <laughs> man i guess so i i guess i would say that's a good I have one. nominees. I mean, you want me to you're, run you're through excluding the nominees? Hockey. You're excluding hockey from that? Are you excluding hockey? I'm not. So let me give you the nominees. You're being so, ignorant? So, no. Hockey's... I mean, the Rangers were in the Stanley Cup in 2014. <laughs> okay. So the Rangers were in the Stanley Cup in 2014. Do the Rangers captivate a city the way the Knicks do? That's my question to you. Is this the biggest no. New York No, so then yes. I'll... Right. Then yes, I'll agree with you on that. But actually, I would push back. I thought the 2017 Yankees captured the city. The one where they lost in Game 7 to the Astros. Correct. When they were, you know, kind of a... I know people will laugh at this coming from a Yankee fan, but they were like a bit of a plucky underdog that year where everything fell right. Judge had the insane season. They were all young. Gary Sanchez. They had some great role players. It was an unexpected run to the ALCS, made it all the way to Game 7. I personally, I thought that was probably the biggest one of the last however many years. But um, And then I guess Mets fans would argue 2015 Mets, but yeah. I will agree with you that no one, no one captures this city like the Knicks, for sure. There's something about this Knicks team, too, where I don't think... I mean, they were... Heading into the year, their over under was like 36 wins, right? So they yep. weren't they weren't a playoff team. The Jalen Brunson thing just completely came out of nowhere. I mean, I was critical of that contract, right? I was like, I, I'm yep. surprised that we gave him this much money. A lot of people were, and he's turned into, I mean, easily our probably our best player since Carmelo. I mean, probably our best point guard in I mean Probably your best point guard since Clyde Frazier, maybe in the South ever, but maybe. I'm... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's maybe. something that, that's been a dire. <laughs> yeah. There's something about this team that from what I've heard, I'm in LA right now. I haven't been back since this playoff run got started, but there's something different in the air from what I can see, from what I can hear. I know you're in New Jersey, but you were out that you, you made it to MSG for the Rangers. It just feels like there's something going on here on the East coast. And yet it all hinges on tonight. And, and this is, I mean, this is, this is it for them. If they lose this one and go down three, one, we're recording this on Monday night, just to timestamp us right before the Knicks play the heat in game four. Um, but it just, it, it feels like this Knicks team has captured the city in a way that previous New York sports teams haven't in quite some time. Yes, agreed. And I think to your point about their over-under being pretty low, I think the city does love an overachieving team that was not expected to be, you know, a playoff team or a team to make a deep playoff run, which goes back to my 2017 Yankees thing. That team was not expected to get to the ALCS. They did. We don't ask for too much. We ask for a little effort, you know, play hard, show up every night. And the Knicks have done that up to this point. Um, that 2017 Yankees team did that. 
but then when the expectations come, which they'll they'll be next year, um, mm-hmm. and they aren't met, then we'll just end up hating hating the team again. But uh, for now, overachieving. Brunson's been an overachiever, which is nice to see. I've had a little trouble getting that excited about them, especially during the regular season. Um, and even now, I don't know, Randall, there's something about Randall that is just, I'm not a fan of, Fair. you know, the ball stopping, the offense running through a player like him. It's been tough to get behind. It's kind of, I felt the entire time, like kind of, what am I watching? They're not winning it. And the NBA finals. So what, what is the point of right. watching this? I know people are enjoy the ride type people. Um, and I think this team has given us a nice ride, but there's something about Randall that I just can't, I can't get behind personally. I think that's fair. I mean, we were, we were going to trade this guy for a pack of gum last year. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> he, something was going on. There was some off the court stuff that I don't even I don't even really want to get into, but something was going on with him last year. I give him the credit that he rebounded this year and had a great regular season where he's performing again, close to the all NBA level, but there's so much volatility involved with him where he doesn't bring the consistency that Brunson does from a night in and night out perspective. And that's why I think that Brunson is the true leader and the true heartbeat of this team. And I even think like some of the role players like Emmanuel quickly, did he win six man of the? I think he won six man of the year. It was yeah. either him or Brogdon. So Emmanuel, I mean, the emergence of Emmanuel. Oh, it was Brogdon. You're right. Did Brogdon I know that because uh, I know that because my brother did the um, the little uh, montage video that the NBA tweeted out, and he was Brogdon. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, quickly was you know top five in that. Mitchell Robinson has kind of started. I mean, he's on a really good contract now, it seems, for the center that he's turned into in those playoffs. He had that really good convincing game against the Cavs to close them out where he just bullied Jared Allen and Evan Mobley around. Josh Hart, obviously, the midseason acquisition of him has been huge. I mean, he's just a guy that you want. He's a crunch time guy. You can have this guy on the floor in the last five minutes of any game and feel pretty good about it. He can shoot. He can play defense. You're right. There is a scrappiness to this team. And there was a moment where it felt like with the Bucks losing and the East kind of opening that, well, you know, like you, you really never know. But I watched a little bit of that Philly Boston yeah. game the other day. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to get past the heat. Um, to be honest with you, I say that just from years of, of, of pessimism that have been built up, but it does feel like whoever wins the Philly Boston series is still going to be the one that comes out of the East. Yeah, absolutely. And I even, like you said, after, um, the bucks went down, um, you know, there was a thought they could, they could hang with Boston. They kind of did during the regular season a few times, um, in Boston as well. I think if we went back, there's probably an injury on on the Boston side that that yeah. I'm forgetting about. Um, but I still thought it was a decent little matchup. Like they play a physical, Knicks play a physical brand of of basketball, keep it low scoring. But in the playoffs, these you know Tatum and and um, what's his name Brown will will separate themselves as will you know Joel Embiid and and, yeah. and Harden. So the Knicks don't have those two level of superstars that it takes to win an NBA Finals. They haven't. 
um, in many, many years, which is another reason I can't really seem to, to be all too, to be too gung ho about them. Um, so yeah, I agree with you, but it would be fun. It would be fun to, you know, go six games with, with, a, with a Philly or Boston for sure. I would say, would you say that like the state of New York sports is in a better place than it has been in quite some time? It feels like there's a, it feels like there's more energy. I mean, Rogers is courtside at everything from, I mean, he's going to the Kentucky Derby these days too. Uh, but, but I mean, I think the Rogers with the jets, there's optimism on the giant side. It seems like we finally got the coach thing, right? You're a bigger Danny dimes fan than I am, but you know, it, it just, it, it's, but, but the giants overachieved last year, right? The jet, the jets are suddenly getting a ton of budge with the Rogers signing and they come out of nowhere to have this really good season. That's built on this, like really like scrappy, dangerous, aggressive, hard tackling defense really they they the jets finally start nailing the draft right same with the giants you get gettleman out of there the rangers the yankees are their whole other thing the the rangers obviously have that tough game seven the knicks they're starting to be optimism again where it finally feels like hey if a star no matter what happens the rest of the season if a if a disgruntled star emerges there's enough of a culture in place with the Knicks that they would be a far more appealing option than they were two, three, four, five years ago. So I feel like the city's like in a pretty good place. Would you agree? I I did feel that way and agree with you. And then I went to game seven that the Rangers <laughs> lost four nothing. Aaron Judge got hurt, just like we all knew he was going to get hurt after he signed a mega contract. All of a sudden, his hip hurts him. The Knicks lost game one. This all happened like within a <laughs> couple day span. Um, so from my perspective, I, I think it turned pretty quickly, unfortunately. <laughs> but I think overall, if you do the bird's eye view thing that you just did, we are in, in a pretty decent spot. I despise the New York Jets fan base. I hate everything about them, the way they act, especially with quarterbacks. I think it's the worst franchise to be the quarterback in it's worse than Cleveland in my opinion they they were chanting for Joe Flacco last year at one point they wanted that CFL guy to play they rinse they throw guys through this cycle so quickly I think it's totally embarrassing the way they treat quarterback position I guarantee you if Rodgers has a bad start they'll want him out of town they'll want Zach Wilson give Zach Wilson another chance so I despise them but all that being said I agree it's it's good when the Jets and Giants are good at the same time. I remember the the Rex Ryan um, Coughlin years quite fondly. That Christmas Eve game is is one of my favorite um, sporting events of all time. So um, good spot overall. Yes, I'm very excited to see this Rodgers thing play out. I think it'll be so entertaining as a WFAN sports radio guy. Yes, we do still <laughs> exist. It's going to be incredible, incredible content every day on WFAN. So very excited for that. But yeah, I was I was very high on the scene. Like I said, a bunch of bad things happen in, in succession. But the Knicks win tonight. We're back. I think the city's back. Just like We're that. Back. The city's back. And then of course we got, you know, the pride of New York as we travel a bit upstate. We're getting the we're getting a major championship in Rochester. That's Where, right. What's your what's your bird's eye view of of Oak Hill? As you stand now, as we stand 10 days out from the PGA, I'm bummed you and Steve aren't going to be able to play it with me until after the tournament. But where do you stand on like excitement level for this PGA? Have you dove into the course at all? 
Are you familiar with Rochester? Are there any narratives that are jumping out to you? Where, where are you at at like, yeah, I guess we're 10 days out. Yeah, it's a good question. Obviously excited. I love the PGA move to May. I, I think it's been fantastic um, ever since ever since it happened. I think it was the best page year. Um, I think it's become, I've tweeted this, I've written it. I think it is at least in the last five or six years in terms of like Sunday leaderboard, fireworks, entertainment. I think it's been maybe the best of the four, not over, not, you know, all time. I just think the last seven or eight years, it's been really good post Jimmy Walker at Baltusrola, unfortunately. So excited for it. I, I don't know. I, I remember, what was that, 2013? I don't know. Back when it was in August, end of the summer, I wasn't working in golf media. I, yeah. I don't remember paying too much attention to that one. I think Tiger played in it and he was, I was out of it. I was at that one. Tiger, you Tiger, were, yeah, Tiger struggled at, at Oak Hill. Big time, right? Big time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was Duffner and Furick and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember. I, I, I must have been golfing that. A weekend or doing something with buddies. I I couldn't. The only thing I remember is Duffner slapping his ex-wife's ass as he <laughs> made his way off the green. I don't remember. I don't know too much about the course. I haven't dove dove into it too much. Obviously, I will once we start um, handicapping it next next week. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see it later this summer with you. But uh, I'll see it next week on television first. I was very gung ho on Willie Z. I, I think you know I put him in every you know, four leg parlay with a bunch of different, you know, Stanley <laughs> cup, NBA finals stuff, other <laughs> golf major parlays. I was, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I think we were all, yeah. we all thought this would be the perfect spot for Zalatoris. I know it's a different course now and we shouldn't really take 2013 and whenever the last time they had it into account, but it does seem like it's just ball strikers yeah, paradise. And that would have obviously played into Zalatoris's hands. So um, yeah. unfortunate that he won't be teeing it up. Yeah. Well, the content machine starting to fire. I mean, you, you guys just put out, uh -huh. I haven't watched it yet. Cause I just saw it get tweeted out. Honestly, like just the disrespect for Steve, not to have me narrate the whole by hole on Oak Hill. He copped to it after that. I should have been the narrator for this one, <laughs> but I mean, truly, I mean, just sitting by the phone day in and day out, waiting for that phone call for me to <laughs> for me to come in and, and, and narrate one of these whole by whole videos. It's it's there's bucket list items. And then there's that for me, which would be <laughs> truly coming to my full potential and full circle. But you guys put out that beautiful video on the whole by whole. I love when, when you guys do that, you've got to, I mean, you guys made, you guys made my life when you did the national one, uh, <laughs> which I'm wearing the shirt of right now, my favorite course. So, you know, I think that to give you my take as we stand 10 days out, I'm obviously excited. I'm going. I think that the weather is going to play a big factor because Rochester in May is sometimes dicey. I mean, it looks like it's going to be pretty good weather, but like high 40s and some wet slush in Rochester in May is not out of the conversation in years past it looks like it's going to be pretty good and in like the high 50s maybe we'll even get some get some low 60s and hopefully not too much rain the week of 
But um, I think the PGA, you're right, has stepped it up. I think that they've like stepped up their game. They're going to these iconic venues that have had these giant makeovers in the last couple of years. Southern Hills gets this massive restoration and has an incredibly successful PGA. Oak Hill has this massive restoration and gets a PGA. So I think the PGA championship is like in a pretty good spot right now. I guess I'll ask you with Zalatoris being out of the mix, if you had to say like gun to your head, who's your guy? Forget odds. If I'm asking you right now, who's who's your horse? Who are you saying 10, 11 days out? Well, <clears throat> just based off recent form and historical form in these type of events, probably Brooks Kepka would would be gun to my head. Okay, so here's the thing on Brooks. So, you know, I'm a big Rory guy, my fellow member at Oak Hill, you know, honorary member, Um, (laughs) our lockers are next to each other. If anyone was asking, he is, (laughs) I, 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 listen, I, I made my predictions in December. I do it every single year and I got John Rom right at the masters. So the stubborn aspect of myself is going to say, I'm just not going to change my December predictions and see if I can go four for four, which leaves me you know, my December prediction, of course, was Rory winning the PGA. And it played out the way that I said it was going to play out too, where I think that he's going to let everybody down at the Masters and then everybody <laughs> and then everybody is going to be off of him. And he is, you know, he's going to come in with a little bit less of a buzz. The pressure's going to be off. You know, the members, I was there two weeks ago. And I asked this question to a couple of members. I said, what's the best case scenario for you guys in this PGA championship? And they all said Rory. So he's going to have, <laughs> so he's going to have no a, speed. Nobody said speed. Speed, now was, he's, speed. speed was mentioned. Yeah, of course. By the, yeah. Breaking news right before we went on. No speed at the Byron. We'll get to that at the true. end. But, but I think, you know, I think Rory is, coming in with not the the confidence that the public had in him at least in recent previous majors so i i i replied to this tweet yesterday where somebody said who's going to have a pga better pga rory or brooks and i i commented i said i'll take that action like if like head to head rory brooks like i'll take rory and i got a ton of dms Uh, And and like, honestly, and I do this all the time, like, and I got a ton of DMS on this last time where I said, I said this in December where I was like, Hey, you live bots, you take DJ and cam for the majors. I'll take Rory and Rom and all these fuckers DM to me for that one too. So I'm happy. I love this shit. Honestly, I love this shit. So I got, and I got a ton of a ton of DMs saying, oh, bro, you don't want that brook smoke. You don't want that brook smoke. And I said, yes, I do. I want want the Brooks Rory smoke in this one. So I think, you know, there is Brooks's, there's some, there's some Brooks respect out there in the market. I was, I was interested to see, I was interested to see you, him be the first name out of your mouth. Yeah. Again, you gave me the gun to my head thing. And that, that would be, I just think, He's he kind of feasts on these PGA. I think to to go back to what you were saying, it has created a nice little identity, the PGA, of being, in my opinion, like the most fair test of the last yeah. few years. I think they set it up 
very hard but fair. I think it was like Pat and Gazire said something about the setup last year, but that's probably because he finished like dead last. And I think Hatton said something, but he bitches about everything. So besides those two, I thought last year was very fair. And then the last handful of years, you know, they it's not it's not clownish USGA style. Again, they make it tough but fair, and then let kind of the weather dictate the rest. I almost wish we were getting some crazy weather next week, but this is best case scenario for PGA. The fact they moved it to May and they're going to get some decent weather in, in, in Rochester. But um, yeah, I think it'll be a fair test again. They'll set it up tough. And that kind of is Brooks Kepka's MO. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. State of the union on like Rom and Scheffler, because those are the other big guys that I think if we're doing a little bit of a primer, we have to mention. Mm-hmm. How much did those guys scare you? Because if we think that this is a good course fit for Rory and Brooks, which we do, I mean, that was my first thought walking off the golf course when I played it in August was like, this is not the 2013 claustrophobic golf course that we saw Jason Duffner and Jim Furyk finish one, two at they've removed over 600 trees. It honestly looks more like winged foot where, you know, the fairways are still just as narrow, but the rough is going to be thick and luscious, but there's not as many trees. So a miss that is two yards off the fairway versus a miss that is 30 yards off the fairway. Now, suddenly you're not punching out through as many trees and you actually have sight lines. And then you saw what Bryson did to a golf course like that and the strategy that he took. And the other thing too, is like, they've moved these bunkers now are like, like I played from the PGA tees because I wanted to get my ass kicked, but also see what would be closest to like the sight lines that pros would have. Like I, I drive the ball like 280, 290. So I wanted to see like, okay, if I'm hitting, if I'm hitting my drives 280, 290, am I in bunkers all day? Like, what does this look like for guys that hit it as far as me, farther than me, hit it 310, 330. And at 280, 290, I was in bunkers all day. And it starts to clear up if you can hit the ball, carry the ball 310, 320, 330. So it does sort of seem to me like, you know, it's the 2013 might throw people off their scent. I actually think this is 
a bomber's track personally, which gives ways to those, those big guys at the top of the board. That would, I mean, everything you described sounds Scotty Scheffler to me kind of right. just bomb it and wedge it around. So yeah, of course they're terrifying. I mean, especially Scheffler. I, I was looking at him today, just doing the odds post. I think he's finished in the top 12 in like every start this year. straight. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty insane. And then, yeah, obviously Rom is the the type of talent who, could absolutely see him doing a Jordan Spieth like, oh my God, is this guy going to win the Grand Slam this year? Type of run. So yeah, they're terrifying, of course. And I and I would even say Rory is too. You know, I think the confidence is going to be at an all time low f- from us, um, and maybe even from him. Maybe he'll play the, uh, you know, I'm playing like shit, and I got the mental fatigue thing going, and then he surprises us. So yeah, those are obviously a bunch of terrifying names. But again, gun to head, Brooks for sure. Who Boy, you... Xander finally finally showed a little life. That kind of scares me as well. Yeah, but he seemed like he, a complete complete test like type it. of week next week, and that that is that is Xander's type of type of test. Yeah, who do you think Rory? Who do you think is more deserved of getting the can from from the Rory camp? Bob Rotella on the mental side, or his caddy? Because. Because to me, it feels like there's, and I'm the biggest Rory defender you'll ever meet. I think, you know, he's had a lot on his plate. A lot of this was pushed onto his plate. A lot of this was his own doing, but it just feels like, and I'm not even like super concerned about his form. I actually think he's load managing a little bit right now. And, and probably, you know, we've seen him. We've seen him win and go on, have crazy performances without form. Right before he won Quail Hollow, last time this was at Quail Hollow. And I mean, he was drifting to like 20, 25 to one, was not playing good golf at all. And then he dominates at a golf course that he likes, that fits his game, which Oak Hill does. So yeah, I think with Rory, I mean, are you in the camp of fire everyone? There's a mental block. There's something wrong with this guy's at majors, or are you a little bit more optimistic? Uh, the former, for <laughs> sure. I think <laughs> the major thing it, it bugs me a lot because of just because because of the the praise that's heaped on him by fellow members of my profession, um, <laughs> which is you know I get it. He he he's candid. He says everything that's on his mind at all times. But then he kind of ducks. I thought Shane nailed it today, our, our Shane Ryan, how he's so open on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then when he's, you know, finishes T47, he he disappears on Sunday. Yeah. Which is, which is unfortunate. But yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely in the former camp. I, I, I didn't even really consider that. I do remember, I forget who brought it up, how he was he was like this dominant force with with JP and and then fires him. And now he's never won a major again with his best buddy on his bag. And you look at I and I'm not a caddies make the difference guy, but you know you see Scotty go to Ted. You see who was the other big one. I know JT and Bones well, haven't had the success we thought. Yeah, well, I but, mean they um, did win a they did win a major. Yeah, one of their and I mean Tom Kim and and Joe Scovran win. Right, right. You see the Paul Tesori to Cam Young that hasn't come to fruition yep. yet, but that's a big one. And we'll then can't Cantlay, Cantlay and Lacava. We'll we'll see. Right. So uh, yeah, maybe there is a little something to that. Yeah, maybe Rory needs a guy who, who will push back on him on the course. I don't know. It's 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 an, it's an interesting point. As for the Bob Rotella call out, I mean, 
I don't know if this phrase is okay these days, but he does seem like a mental midget at the majors. It's he sure does. Um, <laughs> and I'm 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 Rotella gang. I've read all of his book books. Every shot matters. Shout out. Love his audio books. I'm big Rotella gang. I think he does wonderful <laughs> things for for amateurs, honestly. But I and and obviously yeah. he's had tremendous success working with professionals as well. But you know, the Rotella, it's sometimes you can listen to a press conference. I remember specifically thinking this, if you're familiar with Rotella's philosophy and have read any of his stuff, like you listen to the words that Rory said after the disappointment at the open championship, where he has this optimistic view and he's like, it's, it's, you know, it's not necessarily always about the results. You stay out of the results. It's the process. I keep putting myself in this position and, you know, he's just reading paragraphs from Rotella's writing. It's almost like he's reading. People eat it up. up, Yeah. And that issue. I want to see Rory succeed like everyone else. I just have a problem with the groveling over him in a moment like that. Like I would prefer that he was crushed last year after that. Right. I would prefer him being like, I can't, I I don't know when I'm going to get over this. Like that would, I don't know. That would be, that would show me a little something more. I don't know. I don't, I don't get the, this was actually a good week. I mean, he should have won that like pretty easily. I, I would have been, I think a normal emotion would to be crushed by that. And maybe he secretly was, and he's just regurgitating this stuff. He's read yeah. and heard. Like and maybe his said. play is, is reminiscent of, of what you're saying is that, yeah. you know, the guy on Saturday night is leading the open championship. He's in the mix at all the three other majors. It's his best major season in basically a decade. And on Saturday night at the open, we're all crowning him and thinking that Rory gets it back. You know, fast forward a couple months later, he loses the open championship, miscut at the players, miscut at the masters. You know, what a turn of events from that yep. Saturday night when it looked like Rory was about to have golf back in the palm of his hands. And now to me, it's not even a, I mean, I don't even think, I think he's still probably the third best player in the world. If you're just telling me completely black and white macro level, who's the best at golf, but he's no longer in the Rom Scotty conversation right now. Big three Rappaport and I have been, have been talking about that all year. People keep saying the big three it's, I think it's the big two until further notice. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of rapper, are you at least going to, is California Chris coming to LACC? <laughs> uh, man, I was asked to go by work. Yes. Hoping, and I was like, man, that, that one would be all time. And I am in a wedding that weekend in New Jersey. One of my literal best friends. In a wedding, because so, bachelor party Chris has been popping out a bunch <laughs> these days on Instagram as well. You go on more bachelor parties than anything. I got a little thin. I got a bunch of thinly veiled shots in, in work chats this weekend that I kind of just ignored instead of getting all heated. Like, oh, another one. Oh, he's disappeared again. It's like, all right, I guess no one's no one's ever no one else has ever done this before. But yeah, they have piled up. June is going to be insane with the weddings. Three three straight weekends of weddings. Really? Um, three straight so, in June. My goodness. Three straight. It starts second weekend, then it's US Open weekend, then the one after that. Um tough, tough scheduling. 
it's like I feel like a PJ Tour pro. Tough scheduling conflict here for me, but it was gutting to get the hey, you 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 know you're killing it. You're deserving of a a spot at LACC, and I had to turn it down. It's absolutely gutting because <clears throat> that looks like it's going to be. I would have stayed with my sister. Obviously, we would have hung out. Would have had something to do every single night. Would have got to walk around that course that people are raving about. Um, U.S. Opens are insanely fun to cover yeah. and, and and watch in person. So, Call yeah, very good. Car boy Billy get a quick nine in in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I in a wedding's different, right? Yes. Like in a, in a wedding, I feel like. I feel like if it's a friend getting married and it's like, Hey, I got to go to the U S open. Like my, my 10 year high school reunion is U S open weekend. And my high mm. school friends are some of my best friends. I'm closer with my high school friends than anyone. And I'm skipping it to go to the U S open, but in a wedding, I think that kind of crosses the threshold where it's like, you know, that's this is just... Thursday through Thursday through Sunday. Basically, if I was, not in it still a decently close friend i'd probably go to la like monday to friday right fly home red eye it whatever but right. in the wedding this is probably something thursday night friday rehearsal saturday sunday recovery so Mother's day all that so it was a right. tough one tough one to uh yeah i don't know monday to thursday i don't know if that's that's worth it so i had to say no so you're probably, cause there's not going to be another, there's not an, are you, are you making any more golf trips rest of the year? Cause there's not even really, I mean, just the lack of PGA tour giving respect to the tri-state. Like, are you, are you going to hit the yeah. travelers or anything like that? Travelers, I don't know. That'll be the week after I'm in a wedding, <laughs> not, not in the wedding, but I'm, Going to the wedding, another good friend. Yeah, maybe like, I don't know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know. We'll see. It's another like I'm doing all this travel and, you know, the last thing I want to do is drive five hours to Cromwell, Connecticut for, right. you know, 48 hours. But right. um, or, you know, yeah, we'll see. It does sound it. like I'm going to Vegas probably a couple times. I think mm -hmm. one for the the um, the match. Um, since that's a big TNT thing, Warner Brothers Discovery, we we can send people there. I, I have been going. Shout to out Zaz getting some run at. Shout out Zaslov courtside, <laughs> getting um, some run at the Lakers game. <laughs> so I prob those will prop that. There's some. I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this, but we're doing something with Golden Tea. Okay, that's also in Vegas in July. So I could be trekking it to vegas for you know quick 48 hour trips here and there and then i don't know we'll see about the open if they ask i'm, I'm definitely gonna have to have you ever made that trip before not even just not. For, yeah me i've either. been to ireland um to visit family amazing trip but other no scotland no england no open so if i was asked that I, that'd probably be a drop everything i'm doing no weddings in july so i would be able to to make yeah. that one yeah that's a, that's a that's a buckle list one for me yeah. too all right, let's do a little Byron Nelson to close out uh, before our Knicks get started here in the next 20 minutes. TPC Craig Ranch, I recently ranked this on a podcast as uh, the 39th best course on the PGA Tour out of 39. <laughs> I think that this is a depraved event. We just have the breaking news. We're recording this 
at seven. Just got extra depraved. Yeah, it just got extra depraved. No Jordan Spieth, which means that we have probably now like a three to one Scotty Scheffler. Mm -hmm. And then it gets 12 to one Hatton now. What what are you thinking about this odds board? Is this an event that you're just saying, screw it, I'm gonna bet a bunch of bombs? Like what is what is the interest level this week? Interest level is as low as it's ever been. I think you nailed it. I actually wrote this down for our preview. It's it's literally my least favorite event on the schedule. It's just so boring. You know, 27 under, 28 under is can still be captivating at like Kapalua because of right. where it is on the schedule. It's in prime time. The golf course is really cool. Um, there's other tournaments too where it, it can still be entertaining. At this course, it is the least entertaining thing to watch all year, I think. So it's unfortunate. Obviously, this is a historic tournament. I, you hate shooting on events, especially on social media, because then people from that area come out and say, you're an idiot and you're wrong. We had Emmett Smith on the podcast a few years ago. He's a TPC Craig Ranch guy. He was raving about it. So I feel bad slandering it. But this is the worst event and worst course on the schedule. You you nailed it. Um, and I was actually going to go to Spieth, I'm not a, I'm not a single digit guy. I'm not a favorites guy, but his record in Texas is obviously unmatched. Um, he was on an insanely scorching, um, scorching hot ball striking run, and then the Wells Fargo miscut happens, and now it kind of makes a little sense with the with the wrist injury news. So right. now no Spieth, um, brutal, brutal event, and so now I, I might do a bunch of bombs like like you said and i i found a couple here um feels like a doc redman type week he kind of played well at the zurich with somebody i mean if we're going mega bombs um this is where he pops in in horrible events with terrible fields 25 under he's popped at rocket mortgage before i forgot he was on even on a tour and then he played well with somebody at zurich i forget who his partner even was so yeah, like you said, could be bombs week. My guy Robbie Shelton. I'm a Robbie Shelton stan. I might go to yeah. him at 100 to one. Uh, he played well at the Valero recently. T- obviously in Texas, played well at Zurich. Um, your boy Bramlett, not a huge bomb, but 60 to one ish. Yep, kind of like him. And then if I did go, you know, a little further up, maybe Tom Hoagie here. <clears throat> the Bram wagon. Yeah, this is a good like. Let's see if we can make up some ground in our like expert expert picks <laughs> column. You know, let's see who's doing the legwork on this one versus taking yeah. the week off and getting ready for Oak Hill. I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm actually looking right now at our most re I I'm pulling it up. Cause I'm curious. Is that cause you compile it every week, right? Is anybody just mucking it up for us? Good or bad. Is anyone taking a commanding lead in in outrights or 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 things of that nature? I believe you and Gadula are leading outrights. I think you have two two apiece. Yeah, I got Davis Riley, and which feels yep. a little bit cheap. I got nothing Zurich. cheap about that. Anything <laughs> to me, as someone who's done this and had really good years, I think I've had the most all time. I think I had five one year. Oh. Um, and I want to say three of them were over 40 to one and higher. So I think that's the, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but that's the most impressive thing to me when one of our guys touts somebody, um, be it in the long shots column or 
their number one pick column that's 30 to one or higher. That obviously that's getting a lot tougher. Um, we've seen a lot, a lot of favorites win this year, Wyndham being the most recent exception. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't impress me when someone hits a 10 to one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that offends anyone. Um, obviously it is still impressive. You still win some decent money depending on how much you put down, but the 10 to one, nine to one winners, uh, I wouldn't brag about them personally, but I'll, I'll let everyone else brag about them. We're going to need some accountability CP on your top 10 selections down. How about down, I have, down. I have JT last week. I'm fine. You know, I was finally like, Oh, let's just do a two to one guy or a guy that'll actually catch. And he gets to tied for second. I think yesterday with a oh, strong yeah. front nine, then he shot a 40. Yeah. Yeah. 40 so on I, the back. I can't even cash an easy one. It is as bad as it gets the top 10 record. Um, and now I feel like, and I started doing this up until JT, like, all right, let's just do 12 to one guys. If one hits, I can kind of make You're it right back there. Here, but, yeah. Um, brutal. It's, it's obscene. I'm glad I've kept the matchup record kind of at bay. Steve and I have a, a side bet on that every year. I, I think I could maybe catch him with a really strong run. Oh, Steve, thankfully, we do Steve's not have, doing quite well. Yeah, Steve's, thankfully, Steve's yeah, at well, 16 Steve just, and nine in the Steve matchups. Just, copies everybody else's picks that that's smart and so he's doing he's doing well this year okay so you probably go in bombs if you had to pick though if you had to pick a guy for like one and done at the top between this range of hatton kim jason day cage lee Hideki, maybe we'll throw our boy adam scott in there as well like who do you think is most likely of the non Scheffler division, but you know, we'll, we'll call them not horses, not mules, maybe ponies, re- relevant aspects of this tournament, things of that nature. I guess it would be KH just based off the insane success there. And I want to yeah. say last year, he wasn't playing all that great when he came in and still went crazy. So I guess KH Lee for for one and done situation. That's that's probably the move this week. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably go. I, I like I like what I'm seeing with Adam Scott. I think he's. Star- I think I think there's some life left in the tank. For I don't. Know, I mean, now that you say that, I'm sure his odds aren't great next week. But yeah, yeah. You know, there's a guy that there's a guy that might have one one major left, one left in him. We in saw him. it almost saw it at Bell Reeve. Yeah. All right, final thing, official prediction for for this afternoon for next heat game four. I want Tonight? I want your score. Score? The spread the spread is is Miami minus four point five, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I touch with like a metal pole. I mean, no, that, I just that that one feels just right for me. But but where are you going tonight? I do think the Knicks win tonight. Um, Me too. And then I think Miami wins the next two. I think the next the next two. Yeah. Oof. I do. That would blow. That would suck. But I think it's heat. I think it's heat and six. So you're going next tonight, close game, or you think we make a statement? Yeah, we'll go. We'll go one hundred two to ninety seven next. I like that. Yeah. So that's These not aren't... an over. The overs do not hit in this series. I, I know from no. from experience. No, no, no. They muck it up. I like that. I'll go 
Yeah, maybe 98, 92 next, something like that. I don't think they're going to blow yeah. the, this. This Gabe no. Vincent, this these Max Struess characters, Unbelievable. just yep. picking up off the scrap heap, and suddenly these guys are hitting forty five percent of their threes. It's just a, it's a scrappy team. It's just so, classic New York team opponents. Whether I it's know. the Rangers, Yankees, it's just the scrappy nobodies that um, that seem to kill them every time. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, all right, Christopher, let's. What do you got? What do you got this week? You got anything cool you're doing in the next 10 days, whether it be Byron Nelson or, or PGA stuff coming up? Yes, I will have. We will definitely have a bet. One of my betting videos Monday. Well, we'll shoot it Monday. It'll probably be out Tuesday. One of the square versus sharp videos. Um, obviously, we'll have our picks. Um, we'll definitely have some prop bets next week. We do for the majors. Um, if you're around and want to contribute, more than welcome. Steve and I will we'll hit you up on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other than that, I don't know. No, I, I'm I'm chilling. I'm going to be at home for once this weekend. Very excited for that. Might logging, even watch a little. Logging the wife hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're going to do a little yard work. work Saturday, get the house ready for little Mother's Day celebration we're hosting. So going to be a going to be a good husband for this week and son wonderful love it all right chris it was a blast uh we will talk soon my friend go next go next that's it for the podcast special thanks to rickrungood.com special thanks to chris powers we will be back actually later in this week for a special bonus episode early preview of oak hill with steve bamford should be coming out Wednesday or Thursday, maybe Tuesday night, probably Wednesday or Thursday. We shall see. But be on the lookout for that where we dive really deep into Oak Hill, dive really deep into the odds board, share some of our early thoughts, early selections. Going to be a great way to get you prepped ahead of time for when those numbers start moving, when those salaries comes out. You'll be all good to go. Uh, super, super looking forward to that one. Always love Steve coming on. Until then, best of luck with your bets this week, and we'll see you next time. Go next. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where my world steel rims crack And the dead center back roads stop